certainly shown that they're capable of doing something on the break. Three minutes a different story though. And here's Sterling. Dizaziz continued his run. Here's Axel Dizaziz! Oh, what a goal! How about that? Axel Dizaziz with a moment to remember. And Chelsea are 3-0 up. And they look as though they're on their way to Wembley. He started it, and boy, did he finish it. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. Yes, folks, this is the Blue Day podcast. And for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a blue day. I am your host, Keith Lawrence, joining me again this week. He's happy that we're going to Wembley. He's also happy he's going to another cup final. It's Milan Laukovic. Milan, welcome back to the show. How are you this evening? I'm tired at the moment because I had the games today, but uh, otherwise everything is fine. Thank you very much. Obviously happy with the Chelsea win yesterday. So the episode's going to be very positive. A lot of goals, a lot of things to talk about, positive vibes. I was going through it in me in my head last night while watching the game and even travelling home. I think this is the first time we've done a show together and there's going to be no negativity on the team. There may be negativity on what I saw in the stands, <laughs> but in terms of the team, fantastic. And Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea getting to the, the League Cup final. I mean, it's... People will still say the League Cup is not important. You try telling that to Jose and the squad of 04 and 05. Brilliant achievement by the club, considering the amount of money we've spent. People will say it's expected. But you've said it on a number of occasions. We've got a very young team. Not a lot of these players have played in an environment whereby they're a goal down in a semi-final. They need to produce the goods. And then now they're off to Wembley. So, Milan, obviously I, I was there. I'll, I'll sort of go through my thoughts on it in a minute. But what did you make of, firstly, you know, the response that Chelsea did considering how we played against them at the Riverside and also the fact that we are on our way to Wembley again? Look, um, obviously in the first game you could see that we didn't really create, but we had chances because obviously they did the mistakes. And yesterday... Middlesbrough did some mistakes as well that obviously helped us to win the game. I have to be honest, first, what, 10, 12 minutes weren't great. <laughs> we, we we were not that great, losing uh, sloppy balls, couldn't get through. But after the first goal, the flight lights opened, obviously, and uh, it was a very comfortable win. Uh, some nice goals, nice finishes. But look, I bet everybody expected that to go through Middlesbrough, you know what I mean, to the final, so... But obviously, positive six goals. You don't score every game six goals. Um, obviously, Cole Palmer, as we've been saying whole season, one of the main players in the team. Everything nearly goes through him. Fantastic, fantastic player, and uh, I'm really happy that he came to Chelsea for a bargain. What was it, forty mil bargain? Yeah, less less than fifty million, absolutely, and you could probably say he's been the signing of the season. Very close to that. If he was it, Spanish, if he was Spanish and doing this for Sevilla, you're buying him for 150, 140. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, very good, yeah. Good business, that. Very good business. So, 
what we'll sort of discuss in in detail. I sort of saw the team, the team lineup. I thought it was strong. I thought it was positive. People were murmuring a little bit on social media about where's Conor Gallagher. To be fair, folks, we do have a game on Friday as well. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, squad rotation is going to be a little bit of something. It was very well balanced as well. Finally, people playing in the positions that they obviously should be playing at. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, well, Joe Ben Chilwell's come in. And... Yeah, he was, he was really good. Obviously, never easy after injury, but he was making good runs. He was yeah. solid. Um, obviously, good player. And Chelsea look better when he's on the pitch, and that's just facts. Him and Rhys James, but the problem with them was uh, that they, um, I'm not going to say can't stay fit, but they, they have been unlucky with injuries, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, nobody wants to be injured, so everybody does everything to stay uh, on the pitch, I'm sure, from this uh, professional's uh with the rehab and uh, injury prevention work. So I'm sure they do that. So they've just been unlucky and hopefully that's uh, behind them. And when Reese comes back, Chelsea will be even better. It's been massive to have Ben Chilwell back. I know he's only been there for, he's only been back for a couple of games. I think his first game back was against the London Derby. Yeah, against left wing. <laughs> uh, Fulham, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, even that was a, a crazy decision thinking, well, what on earth are you doing that for? But Yeah, but he's... you're protecting your result. Do you know what I mean? You don't need to score another goal. You'd rather put there Chilwell than Mudrick at the moment because you can see why. I can 100% see why he did that. Well, I know we said on the top of the show we wouldn't be too negative, but I did want to discuss about Mudrick. Yesterday, he just looked out of place. Off it. He looked He wild. looked... He really struggled. I think he he's one of those players that tries too hard because he knows that if he has a bad game or he has a moderate game, he ain't going to play the next one. And he's been stop-start for about a year now. Where do you see his future? Because people that I was speaking to after the game, there's people I've spoken to um, this morning, as, as as we're recording, says he needs to go out on loan. He needs to go, not be sold, because they yeah. s- still think there is a player there. But he's not showing at all the capabilities that, for whatever reason, we paid £80 million for him. Do you think that he needs to maybe get out of the big ocean and maybe find a pond that he can grow and then build? If he's not going to work this season, then obviously I think they will look at that. But uh, yesterday he seemed very on low confidence and I'm surprised by that because uh, some games he looks like very confident player. I see him in training, obviously clips in training, obviously training is without pressure, but he looks to work hard. Obviously I said uh, that I like his attitude, I like his worth ethic. Um, there's definitely play in there. He's just not clicking for him for Chelsea at the moment which obviously if he goes on loan in the next season and that helps him um, that's what we want then we want the, the the really good Mudrick that we think that is in him do you know what I mean the performances that he can give but listen imagine uh, academy player giving performances like that he'll be never seen again yeah I mean yeah but okay it's it's different because obviously if you invest into someone you do give them time, you do give them patience. But uh, yeah, yesterday he was miles off it. But it's football. He's a young player and um, he needs to keep working. Uh, I'm sure people will speak to him, tell him 
Uh, I'm sure he, he listens. But yeah, um, I think he tries to do too much, as you said. Uh, should keep it simple a little bit more and pick his moments. I think every time he has the ball, he wants to show that he's a really good player and you don't need to do that, Chelsea. You have multiple fantastic players around you. Use them. Use your teammates. Pick your moments. My opinion. Hopefully for his sake and for the club, something does materialise in the summer whereby he's either... Um, you know, also just to add, because I'm talking from experience, when I was younger and I got on loans, um, Holland and Portugal, obviously I was flying at the in the reserves at that time. I think it was only Lukaku who was on the same goals, maybe even less. I was the top scorer and I got a move there to Holland. And I tried to show all the time that I'm the best here and in men's football you can't do that there's no time for that do you know what I mean you, you need to use your teammates you need to pick your moments because then you end up losing the ball in the stupid areas and um, look you need to earn the trust of the manager and that's why Chilwell came on as a left uh, winger last time because he's not trusted do you know what I mean okay then Thankfully, he scored the equaliser against Newcastle. Without him, we wouldn't even be semi-final. Without that's Manchester, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's right. But um, this was his what, first start since what three games, four games. It has been a while, yes. So obviously, he doesn't trust him. You need to earn the trust of your teammates and the the manager. But uh, I hope he figures out because I, I like him. As I said, he works hard. He has a lot of pace. Some nice skills. Just needs to calm down in the head. It's like this is what exactly people were telling me when I was younger. I can I can uh, see now in my head. Neil Bob, Dermot Drummy, um, all of them. Calm down in your head and everything else uh, will uh, move forward for you. Do you think for Mudrick it's not I'm probably using the wrong word here, not naivety, but more of he needs someone to guide him a little bit. He needs somebody to sort of give him a little bit of advice, a little bit of a an arm round the shoulder type deal. Because you was at Cobham for a long, long time. You saw many young players looking to come through. You've told me some that you said you were shocked that didn't play for Chelsea. They didn't end up playing for the club, but was it because of the lack of experience or the lack of maturity in how they are. And when you look at someone like Mudrik, he's a young guy who's come over from Ukraine last year. This is a whole new different ball game to what he's been yeah. used to. Do you think that he's been probably given the right kind of advice, the right kind of guidance? Because it just seems that has he really progressed from last year? He definitely has more better games than he did last year. Like he's more involved, definitely. I would say. Uh, but uh, the progression is uh, very little at the moment. Look, uh, I think someone gives him guidance, definitely in a club like that. You get people speak to you, obviously the experience pros, but there's not many at the moment who can take him arm around the shoulder. Like, let's say, if there was Villian, Hazard, Oscar, do you know what I mean? He, if he was at Chelsea in that era, I don't think he's coming. He he wouldn't be signed. Do you know what I mean? So Salah was the Salah Salah was like that. So Salah couldn't get in the team. So if there was someone speaking to me, it was probably I don't know Hazard was above him. Even though they 
nearly the same age, but Villian, Drogba is there. Do you know what I mean? Same with Players, De Bruyne as well. John Terry is there. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's seen yeah. wingers. He's seen, maybe he will tell him, listen, calm down a little bit. Uh, Joe Cole, you know, uh, maybe... Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, it's difficult to say. Obviously, I said my uh, piece already about him, what I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, he needs to improve because, um, as I said, imagine academy academy players uh, uh, playing like that. You don't get, maybe you don't get a chance again. That's right. Well, one academy player that is taking his chance at the moment, partly because we haven't got that many options there, is Armando Rosia. Got the first goal, though it was it's later classed as an own goal because of the. It is an own goal. It's not his goal. It's own goal. <laughs> he, he will claim it. I don't. I don't care what people say. He will yeah, claim no it. No chance, though. But... He can claim it, but the um, official said it's an own goal, so he, I, nobody cares if he claims it or not. There are rumours that Chelsea are looking to sell him between thirty-five million and fifty million, either this month or in yeah. the summer. Is Brozier going to be the type of striker that we need to have for the long term? Again, is he somebody that may need to go out on loan for one or two years, or is he going to be somebody? He already that... has been on loan. Though. That's what I'm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, how many loans mm. do you need? Uh, I think. He either stays or leaves. If you get profit for him, obviously, because he's from academy, that's how the new owners work uh, from business point of view, then obviously you're winning. But I would keep him there. He obviously came back after injury. He's still getting his uh, match fitness and sharpness and everything. He's really fast, tall. Everything you need from a striker. Just... Um, but Chelsea is in no hurry to do anything. They are now closer to the sixth place, yeah? Fighting for Europa League, mm. uh, second half of the season cup final. You got Jackson back soon, uh, Nicholas Jackson, sorry. And um, I think Osimhen will come in the summer. I saw his interview. He said he already decided, and I think uh, this is him. I think Osimhen is coming in the summer. I think if we get European football for next season, he don't even care. I uh, think I don't think he I cares. Th- mm, agent. A agent might have a different view on that, but yeah. If... But end of the day, it's up to up to Osman. Why he says agent works for players, do you know what I mean? Of course. But maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But I think Osman is the guy who's coming, and uh, we build around him. I mean, even if Chelsea get Europa League football, even if we win the League Cup or we yeah. get sixth place, I, there's a good chance Osman, as you say, will go because as you. He's got a bit of a love for Chelsea. Mikel and Drogba are doing their secret agents' yeah, exactly. uh, work. <laughs> so it'll be interesting, again, where Brogia's future lies. One person I did want to speak to as well, he scored the second goal, and that's Enzo Fernandez. Do you think that he's slowly starting to get to his best? Is he, is he becoming that... I'm not going to judge against championship oppositions. He loves a goal against championship opposition, doesn't he? No, but I, I well, the, the I, he scored a crack. I'm not against... judging this game. Obviously, it's a semi-final, but um... he scored a crack against Wimbledon in August, which I was there for. And it was, yeah, yeah, that nice was decent. Ball. Nice but... finish, though. Even yesterday, nice finish, good position. He was getting some uh, interesting position this day. He was playing as a striker at some points. Do you know what I mean? Like, was taking the 
midfield, the very back, and then they they ended up strangely as a back five. It was strange what Middlesbrough were doing, but obviously we are not uh, in their camp, so that's their problem. But uh, yeah, Enzo, good finish, but. I'm not judging these games. The final is against Liverpool, you know. No, we don't want Liverpool again because it'll end up being Anthony Taylor as the ref. But um, <laughs> excuse me, it was uh, you know a fast-paced first half where even Dizazi decided to sort of get in on the act with his goals. Your my favourite player. It was quite funny, actually. When his name was being called out by Lee Parker, I did sort of whisper disaster. He's my, my little nickname for him. And the lovely chap behind, uh, in front of me that wore a half and half scarf, which I completely put my nose up on, um, looked, at me, looked at me and just went, hmm, and just turned around. But yes, the uh, bloody good finish. Good finish, mate. Great run as well. Uh, one of his best games I've seen, to be honest. Yes. One of his best games. But again, it's against Middlesbrough. It's you know? against Middlesbrough. But the conf- it's not just about what he did on the pitch, but you look at it from off the field, his confidence. Could yeah, this be the could this be the, the spring ball? Because you I look at so, yeah. <laughs> Well, again, you look at the other options in, in defence. For Farna, we got God knows when he's gonna be back. Uh, Trevor Chalabar. He's he, he's gone. You Looks know, like he's gone. Yeah. Looks like he's gone. He's gone. Badishil injured. He, he played right back as well. To be fair, to you know, to and his Gusto credit. Gusto now injured, mate. Gusto is injured. Gusto that's, as well injured. That, yeah, that that's bad because he's been one of the best players uh, since Reis was injured. He's done all right, but I think that when you look at right backs for the short term, while Gusto's out, you only have to look at Gilchrist. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's not he's a natural right back, yeah. but he's... he's solid. He's very solid. If you want to be solid mm. on the right side, like Aspie was, remember Aspie? Aspie was very solid. Mm. He gave you some attacking, obviously um, vibes, but uh, he was very solid at the back. So Gilfis can do that, but I think Dizazi obviously is um, number one at the moment until everybody comes back. Yeah. And you mentioned him again on the top of the show, and we said that he looks like he's the signing of the season. Cole Palmer, uh, as if some people love did him, it. Man. Love him. Some people mentioned it. Cole um... Palmer, <laughs> Well, it was kind of it was kind of funny because people are starting to sort of give him the nickname of Stone Cold Palmer, which I think was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But his celebration again. The guy's playing with no fear. The guy's playing with yeah, a lot very of confidence. Calm and confident. Well, this I... is the players that you go to watch to the stadium. Do you know what I mean? He was very composed with his finish. A lot of players in that position where he would be one-on-one with the goalkeeper would either slice it, hit it too hard, whereby it would go into Rosette, tap it so the keeper can just pick it up. But my goodness, he was out. The finish was brilliant. And even even his second goal, lovely little sort of side foot finish into the, yeah. the bottom Good corner. It's a great finish with his weaker foot. Yes. Yeah. And you know, he's... He's starting to grow on me. I was a little bit sceptical when he was when, when when we signed him, but so far he's proven. I saw him right. play against Chelsea, mate, and I saw him play in some games uh, for Man City. I think he was in Community Shield when he scored as well, and then he was mm. twisting up uh, when Lampard was the manager. He was twisting up people for City against Chelsea, and good player, man. And it's a bargain, really, really, really. You can build around this player if you get Osman as a striker. 
Obviously, you've got Enzo, Caicedo, Connor, Rich James, Chilwell, Colville. Mm. Obviously, Silva is there now, but it looks like he's leaving. So you probably need centre back. But you got you got um, Fofana if he's fit. Who knows, man? Mm. I did hear, funny enough, you talked about with the centre backs, and they're talking about with Thiago Silva. Um, it looks as if he's he is going to go back. He to He made Brazil. some comments yesterday, didn't he? He made some comments. Mm. That every time the uh, game finishes, it looks like everything is ending. Do you know what I mean? Like soon it's uh, mm. finishing. So, what did you make of that? Because I heard maybe, it as maybe well. Maybe it's and... just uh, broken English. You know, maybe it's just, uh, <laughs> maybe it's that. let's hope it's that. But you would keep him around for one more year at least, didn't it? If he's still fit, look, he plays good, man. So why not? Because if Fofana keeps getting injured, well, what can you do? He's been our best defender. He has been our best centre half. So yeah, not again, wrong, yeah. if if he wants to go, then fair enough. But that's that's yeah, completely true. different. But he's going to be a very hard act to follow, isn't he? Definitely, definitely. We didn't have someone like that since John Terry and um, Gary Cahill, you know. So like at the back, like monster at the back mm. and with the ball, so. We'll talk about the goalie as well. I did. I, I did want to sort of touch on him because we did a special with um, his former coach at New England, Kevin Hitchcock. We spoke about Georgie Petrovic, and yeah. he he did a piece in the Matchday program yesterday, whereby he said that he's a Chelsea fanatic because of the players that represented Serbia that played for Chelsea and everybody. That... Ivanovic, yeah, nice. So he said, it was, just a court, it was in, in the programme, that when he knew that Chelsea was interested, that was it, done. Because he wanted a yeah. sign for the club that had... Good keeper as well, man. Very good keeper. Looks really good. Well, again, he seems to be a potential another bargain of £14.5 million. Pounds. Yeah. I mean, you know, to be fair, Kevin said it on on the on the show last week. When Petrovic gets in the mood, Robert Sanchez is going to find it very, very difficult to get back into the team. Do you think that that's? <laughs> do you think that's going to be the case? Be nice. Well, let's hope, yeah, man. Um, mm. I mean, from what I've seen for Sanchez and what I've seen from this guy, obviously it looks like uh, somehow he's better. So uh, why not keep your position? If you're the best in your position, then keep your shirt, work hard, and Petrovic is uh, doing that. It looks more more calm. Everything looks more comfortable. You know what I mean? When the shot is going on goal, I'm like, okay, he's probably saving that. You feel more confident with him in goal? I, I believe so, yeah. Mm. Mm. Also, it doesn't take many risks because Sanchez playing out from the back sometimes was crazy, man. Yeah, and we did, we did concede a number of goals yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. It would be, it'll be interesting. It would be actually quite rude of me not to ask, but... With Kepa potentially coming back because Real Madrid are not going to pay what we are yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently after you know, apparently asking for him, would you still have Petrovic as number one? Because I certainly would. Uh, I don't know. It depends how Kepa comes back. Fight it out for number one. Who, who Pochettino likes, you know what I mean? Fight it out. Three keepers or two keepers. Who would, would you have? Um... Man, Kepa is good sometimes, you know. Kepa is good sometimes. Yeah, but you can't. I'm not. Ju- you can't judge Kepa <laughs> and Petrovic now. You can't judge. You can't judge Petrovic now. Petrovic is in good form, but look where it's Chelsea and look where it's Real Madrid. Kepa was injured now. 
So Kepa is top of the league in Champions League and Petrovic is what? Seventh, eighth? And how many games he made? Eight games, nine games? I the, round about that. I think I think I think it's actually yeah. about ten to twelve to be fair. But yeah, let him let but, him keep uh, improving. Well, he certainly got my vote if 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 it came to picking out which which goalkeeper because uh, Kepa's been one of those uh, players um, over the years on this show that I have not actually liked. But anyway, we said no, we, would, I get why. I get we, why. Said we said we would stay positive. Yeah. We said we would stay positive. Right. So. Potter's got Chelsea in, in, into into the final. Partly one of the main objectives that he had when coming to Chelsea, yeah. as you said, is the Chelsea way. We go to finals. Before certain teams. Over certain teams. Wonder how a certain a certain clubs in North London are feeling right now because they're not going to be going into any cup finals. But I think they went out. I think they went out first round, but never mind. Is it vital for Poch for his future at Chelsea to win at the end of February this trophy, or is it more of potentially getting top five, top six, maybe in the latter stages of the FA Cup, rather yeah, than if, just if winning the all, League Cup? We do all it's amazing, but you're in the final to win it, isn't it? I don't care how we play as well that game. If you play good or not play good, just win it. Do you know what I mean? But Final and Liverpool, it uh, depends on the day. But final is a final. There's no favourite. But I hope we win. I hope we win. And um, trophy for the players. Gives them a lot of confidence until uh, the end of the season. If we can finish in the five, in the top five, perfect. Um, or six or whatever, get to get European football. And then you still got FA Cup. You never know. Some good draws and uh, anything can happen. And don't forget, players coming back from injury. <laughs> That's right, yes. <clears throat> it's like new signings. Yes, and again, when you say the likes of Fafana, who's been out for so long, when you look at other players that have been out for a while, even certain people said to me last night about Nicholas Jackson, they're like, well, if he has a great African Cup of Nations, he's going to be banging form for us. Well, mm. you never know. Yeah, yeah you, you absolutely know. never know. Last little bit on the League Cup and then we'll and then we'll move on. Is this something that Todd and Clear Lake are desperate for in terms of getting that first trophy under their belt? Because the longer this goes on with them owning the club and not winning anything, the more issues they could have with fans about where the club's going. Do you think winning the League Cup, in your opinion, could perhaps give them a little bit of time, a little bit of leeway with certain supporters? Yeah, definitely, man. Trophy is a trophy. And obviously Chelsea run through is all about trophies and winning from what uh, Roman obviously did uh, throughout the whole club. Women, uh, under under uh, age categories, obviously. The youth teams, reserves, 21s. And first team, Chelsea just wins. So if you add another trophy, and obviously, as we said, it gives a lot of confidence to these young players, gives confidence to the manager, supporters, celebrate that Bembley, the winning again, do you know what I mean? How 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 they remember things. And um, yeah, I hope so. Let's do it. Well, we're going to talk about now another cup game that's coming up against Aston Villa on Friday, as you're, here, as you're hearing this, it will most likely be... Are we playing this at home? It's at home. It's at Stamford Bridge okay, again, so yes. Good draw, good draw. Very good draw, as I said. If you get good draws, 
And uh, Aston Villa, obviously, not an easy game. They, they've been fantastic this season, but uh, at home, uh, we have a chance always. When you look at the priorities that, again, the difference between Chelsea and Villa, Villa are in, are, are in Europe. They're in the latter stages mm-hmm. of, the, of Europe. They're in the... Th- I think I believe there's I believe they're still top four of the Premier League. Yeah. Unai Emery will probably not admit it, but do you think that there could be a case where they may rest players potentially for games bigger down the road? Do you think they see this as a priority? Who knows? Let's hope they do. I hope they do rest some players and we just go through, do you know what I mean? But uh, I think they're still near the top, no? I'm going to double check now because yeah, yeah, Villa are having a f- fabulous season, yo, under, under, yeah, yeah. under their at standards. Home, they, don't, they, don't, they don't lose at home. I don't think they lost at home for ages. No, they, they're on a very good unbeaten run. Um, wow. They are fourth at the moment. All right. Uh, how many points still uh, first? Five points. Yeah, so they're in it. They're, they're five it, points. They are level on points with Arsenal and Man City. Wow, they're in it, mate. They're fighting mm. for the title at the moment, mm. Mm. Yeah. And at the uh, moment, well, when, when, when you look at us as well, I mean, we, we we will touch on other bits, but we're ninth at the moment, 31 points. Brighton is seventh, he's on 32. West Ham, can't believe they're still above us. They're sixth, they've got 35 points. And then you've got them horrible lot from North London, Tottenham, fifth with 40 points. Yeah, it's still on. They still can on. be catched. Yeah, and we're in good form now, obviously. Only only loss was the Middlesbrough game. So in Premier League, I'm beaten for a few games. At home, we are beaten for maybe plus four, plus five games, something like that. No, mm. I would think so. So um, yeah, we're on way up, improving. Let's give them time and let's see them improving. And our next league game before we will touch on it. So we we've, we've got Liverpool Anfield is our next oh, league no. game. That's <laughs> next week. All right, difficult game next week. But hey, but no Salah, no Salah, no Salah. No, no Mo Salah, and hopefully no Mo Salah for the League Cup final as well. Anyway, we will touch on Chelsea in terms of other news and notes, and one person in particular who many people say he's the greatest player to ever play for Chelsea is Frank Lampard. He did a uh, an interview with. Um, Scott, yep. I'm going to watch it later, so don't tell me. Uh, well, tell me. No. no, tell me, tell me, but don't tell me. No, no, no. <laughs> I was, I, I was just going to ask because there was a snippet that was out on X about Roman Abramovich and right. how there was times where he would be pretty much angry with the players, angry with the management, and he mentioned the 2010-2011 season. And the 0910 season. Yeah. Under both under Carlo Ancelotti. And he mentioned that Roman went into the dressing room after certain games and said that, well, I'm obviously paraphrasing, but basically saying to certain players, you're not playing for this club no more. Did you, again, in your time sort of at Chelsea in in the academy and even, even at Cobham when you was training with the first team, did you get that vibe of when Roman would be there, something would happen or something maybe bad would would, would happen to certain individuals at something only quite, when he came quite with the significant. helicopter. 
only when he came with helicopter. If when he came with helicopter, you you knew something uh, is going to happen. But um, how many times did you see I that? Because I know we've I know we've discussed yeah, it briefly. Yeah, when somebody gets sacked, when somebody gets sacked, he's out. People out. And obviously, I remember when Jacob Mellis put the smoke grenade. Uh, Abramovich was at that time in the academy, so everybody had to go out because the fire alarm. So that was his unlucky moment as well. Maybe I don't. If he was not there, maybe nothing would happen. But I don't know. That's um, that's our opinions or whatever. Mm. But yeah, um, I haven't seen Abramovich uh, many times or get the vibe that he's going to do something uh, with some individuals. Uh, but when the helicopter came, somebody was getting sacked, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> In that season, I had actually quite a few trainings with the first team at that time. Obviously, Josh McEachron was moved up. He played quite a lot as well. I think he played... Uh, some champion, Champions League games. He did, yes. The 2010-2011 season, he did. Nah, that was... The, I think he played 11-12. Or 2010-11. Not the season that they won the title, but the season after Josh, Josh played more. Yeah. So maybe it's 11-12. Because 11-12, Carlo got sacked in, uh, at Everton, yeah? No, that was 2010-2011. Yeah, Andre... we, did, we didn't win the title. 09-010, we, we won the league. Yeah, yeah, so 10-11, so just play 10-11. 10-11. And that 11. game against Everton, everything was done. We were sure to finish second. So the last game was nothing to play. We just won the reserve league and we were... I think people were telling us that we're going to go with quite a few of us on the bench. It didn't take no one. No one. No one. The Do you think that was... The game was dead. Some of us should have gone on that bench. Do you think that was a club decision or Carlo's decision? Or was know. you told? No, I don't care. Now I don't care, but uh, it's uh, it's a shame. Because also what Frank did mention in the show um, briefly, and we, we will touch on it, was the standard that second place was not good enough. You know, yeah, it's yeah. either first place or nothing, you know. That's the standard that Roman built, you know, that and then when you look at the managers like Mourinho, Carlo to an extent, you had that. Do you think that obviously this is a new Chelsea now? Do you think really that's still the key to success when it comes to winning the big trophies like the league and the Champions League? Is whereby you have those particular standards? Because when you look at clubs like Man United, my goodness, those standards have definitely dropped from the last 25, yeah, 30 fun. years. Arsenal, to an extent, they're trying, they're building to, to their credit. I'll give, them, I'll give them a little bit of credit, at mm. least. They're trying, but for many, many years, they were But they how were many down. winners have Arsenal in their squad? How many win- winners did they have? What, currently? Yeah, you can say, what, Havertz, Zinchenko, Gabriel Jesus. That's it. Yeah, all Chelsea, Man City players. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. So we are also, we are building. We have at the moment also for you only. But, um, yeah, uh, you know what? It helps when you have winners in the team. Obviously, before Mourinho came, some of the players were not winners as well. And then he made them winners. And then they passed it on, they passed it on. They kept winning, they kept winning. Obviously, Man U won at that time something, then Chelsea won, then Man City came on a... and Liverpool a little bit. But um, 
the standards are set from within the club, but then the players carry it on the pitch as well and training. And um, everyone just works hard there, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, you need to work hard. It's everything. Um, and give your all, all the time, at training and uh, in games. And again, this is why it's so significant if Chelsea do win the League Cup, is because it could actually be the basis. It could be the foundation of... The start, a... definitely, yeah. Exactly. It could be something. Poch... I'm never going to say Poch is a bad manager. Yeah, I know people don't like him because of his Tottenham connections. Yeah. Christ's sake, guys, please grow up. I Listen, I, I get it. I get the rival issue. Yeah, I, I, I get all that. But he's if our he manager cared, now. If he cared, he wouldn't come to Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? And put it this way. If he wins the final, think how much that's going to hurt Tottenham fans deep down. Because he no. never won nothing with them. He yeah. won fuck all with them. Yeah, exactly. So that is something, again, we can brag to Tottenham fans about. But big, big stuff coming up on the Blue Day podcast as well. And there's going to be a very interesting end to the season. Not sure whether or not, I sh- hopefully I should get a ticket for the final. I did manage to get a ticket for the semi-final sitting in the East Middle. That was interesting right. to see. Many, many tourists there. Um, funny enough, I will actually bring it up. Do you know the song Carefree? Carefree, whenever we may be. We are famous, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a number of people behind me that rather than use the word carefree, which is the right word to use, they use Chelsea. I was thinking that you are going to say that. I was actually thinking that. So I turn around and sort of give... I turn around and give them the look and they think they, they're doing nothing wrong. I look over to the right-hand side of me and there's an elderly gentleman with, I believe, I'm, I'm hoping it was his daughter, otherwise he's a bloody lucky man. Look at that, Bloody lucky man. But he was wearing the colours of the opposition yesterday. He wore a red, a bright red woolly hat and a red and white scarf. Yeah, confused man. Someone sold him ticket. He he walked out after five nil. Yes, good idea. Long strip yeah. on, long strip on. Last couple of games, I went to the Fulham one. The, the images are on X and Instagram. And thank you to every single person who has followed us. If you've seen Milan X, we have absolutely gone that way in terms of X. The amount of followers we've had. Most, some of them are ex Chelsea players, which I'm very very happy about. Nice. Uh, I'm, my, I just want to give a personal thanks to James, who is our new head of social media on in on the Blue Day podcast. He's actually told me off a couple of times for certain um, posts that I've put on, and he's had to quickly yeah. delete them. But he's doing fantastic. Yeah, fair play to him. Well my done. goodness, good, good January signing. Good January signing. Probably the best January signing we could ever have made. It was fantastic. So James, if you're listening to this, and I hope you are. Thank you. That's the best thing I can say to you is thank you. So I went into the captain's, there was a part of the, the club Chelsea. It was the captain's bar last night. I a contact of mine had a spare ticket, which he needed to get rid of. So I didn't pay face value. I sort of paid underneath, which was very, very nice, but wouldn't pay it on a regular basis because it's four grand a season to sit wow. there. And in the captain's bar itself, you still have to pay for your food. 
Yeah, not worth it. Not worth it, no. Bearing in mind, I paid £3 for a bloody bottle of water, which weren't even a full bottle. It wasn't even like a litre bottle of water. It was bloody one of them half pint things. That's so mad. That, that we need the money. Bit. We need the money because Caicedo and Enzo, you bought them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so the water exactly. is 3 now because of that. Exactly. But I, I do actually want to give the individual who is, will, I'll get my words out, who is listening to this, I would, would like to thank him for the tickets that I had for the Chelsea-Fulham game and the Chelsea Chelsea game in the League Cup semi-final. I really, really appreciate it. Not sure when I'm going to be make it back to the bridge this season, but I will damn sure be there for the Cup final, League Cup, and hopefully the FA Cup. We shall see. But before we go, Milan, there's a, a bit of an announcement that we need to make, not just on nice. the social media, but for the last well number of years, each month we've had former players on the show talking about their careers on the show. And it's something that started off as a what if turned out to be every single bloody month. And I'm very, very lucky. I mean, there's been times where we've had three players in Good. one month, which for a Chelsea fanatic like me, who appreciates the history, you know, not a lot can beat it. So this year is no different. So for the year 2024, we are going to try and outdo what we did last year. And to begin with for the month of January. So next week, is we are we have a special interview, an exclusive, I love that word, an exclusive interview with former Chelsea defender Paul Elliott, who played for Chelsea in the early 90s. He's going to be on the show next week talking about his career, and we're also going to talk about that certain challenge by a certain dirty player called Dean Saunders. But he will be on the show next week talking about his time. Oh, Dean Saunders! Dean Saunders, yes. Dean Saunders, unfortunately, ended Paul Elliott's career with a nasty challenge. It was Liverpool versus Chelsea. Oh, no, he's not going to be on the podcast, though. Dean Saunders, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Dean Saunders that's won't be on the show. That's my old gaffer. Dean Saunders, your old gaffer, yeah? Yeah, yeah at the Doncaster for one month when I was on the youth loan. Oh, well, okay. Well, in- interesting to hear from Paul Elliott about Dean Saunders because Dean Saunders is not very well liked by Chelsea fans, Milan. I'm not sure if you, not sure if you know your history in terms of that. But every well, time I'm Dean not that deep, I'm not that deep in it. Have a look. Well, actually, you can have a look on our social I'm media. I'm a Chelsea fan. Think they bought me? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to have a look at the challenge, I will send nah, you the link. No, nah, no, nah. no. I don't like these challenges. Uh, no, breaking or killing, or I, I don't like that. To be I fair, got today, you know, I mean, some crazy challenges as well, and I'm fuming with people when they do that. Some stupid tackles, man. You're playing in a mad league, yeah. Mad, you need man, to... mad. They, everybody wants to kill me every game because I've got a ten on. I'm a player. I'm doing the tricks, obviously, and nobody likes that. Well, I'm getting killed every time, and there's three yellow cards per game. Crazy. It's mad. Crazy. It's dangerous, man. It's dangerous. My dad tells me all the time to pass, but if I pass, then we don't create. <laughs> so it's, uh, do you know what I mean? You're being, you're being the leader of the team, which is cool. Yes, and I take all the kicking. <laughs> you take all the kicking, but you'll take all the plaudits as well, which is not a bad thing. Yes, I do, I do. It's, <laughs> it, it, it is not a bad thing. So yes, folks, Paul Elliott on the show next week and... I won't announce it today, but we do have also a very special guest 
in the month of February to celebrate a very special milestone for the Blue Day podcast as well. More on that will be revealed as the weeks go by. But folks, if you want to find us on socials as well, because bear in mind, we are shooting up the ladder in terms of the followers. Find us on X at Blue Day Pod. We have now changed the um, X account because of a cock up with the company. But so it's Blue Day Pod for X. Instagram is at Blue Day Podcast, where you can find more videos, you can find more photos, and you can find what the Magic Man James is doing to our stories and reels. Mm-hmm. But also you can find us on Facebook as well, where we are nearly at 14,000 followers, which I'm very, very excited about. On Facebook, about. yeah? On Facebook, full, nearly 14,000 followers. That's really good, man. So you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Blue Day Podcast, where this episode will also be out as well. And you can also find me on LinkedIn as well. All you've got to do is type in Keith Lawrence. I'm not hard to find. If you want to get in touch with me and talk about certain opportunities, if you've got a business and you want to perhaps promote or advertise, find me on LinkedIn, or you can even email us at the Blue Day Podcast at gmail.com. If anybody hasn't yet, but wants to find you on X or Instagram, how can they go about it? They can find me at Lalkovich Milan 10. Both. On both. And that, my friends, is that. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us on this special episode. As we are on our way to Wembley once again, the, Chelsea will be flying the blue flag to Wembley once again. And hopefully, I'm sure that I will be there. And hopefully we will see some of you lovely people there as well. I've been Keith Lawrence. He's been Milan Laukovic. Keep the blue flag flying, folks. Stay safe and carefree. Take care.